appreciate y'all for tapping in with the Stamper Podcast today. Now, before we begin, I got something special, especially for you notary entrepreneurs. I want you guys to check out the Notary Agency System. This is a proven course on how to build, grow, and maintain a nationwide notary business from scratch. Now, this is a system that I use every day in my business, and this is going to show you how to automate and systematize your agency so that it's more profitable than working out of a notary signing agent directory. Now, this is not just another course with theory. I'm sharing my five years of experience so that you can stay ahead of the competition. It includes six video modules, telephone inquiry script, email confirmation scripts to use for your notaries, how to win more deals on Thumbtack, how to automate your clients leaving reviews, the process to working with law firms, and you'll also receive an exclusive invite to the Stamper community so that way you're not building this business by yourself. If you want to learn more, visit www.notaryagencysystem.com. Again, that's www.notaryagencysystem.com. You're now officially tuned in with the Stamper Podcast. Let's go. What's going on, y'all? You now tapped in with the Stamper Podcast. We are back in effect. What's going on, everybody? Hope all is well. Uh, I got a special guest in the building. Um, before I introduce it real quick, I have to say this person is uh, definitely an individual that's played a huge role in folks, uh, just the community, just knowing about me in general. I mean, one of the very first interviews that I did was with this uh, with this individual who's had, like I said, played a huge role in just my growth, I want to say, in this in this online community with three business. And I don't know where, where I would be if it wasn't for this interview. I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably still be trying to get folks to find out who I am. So we got none other than the one and only Sophia Martin. What's going on, Sophia? Nothing much. It's a Thursday trying to get to the weekend. It's a good day, though. It's a good day. Thank you for having me. Definitely. Of course. Yeah, this has been long overdue. I've been waiting. I've been, I've been, I don't know why I've waited so long to get you on here, but we finally made it happen. So first things first. Always like to ask, you know, just my guests in general, just give a brief, uh, brief synopsis about yourself and pretty much how you got into the notary industry. For sure. So my name's Sophia. Thanks again for having me. Um, I'm a notary public in the state of Pennsylvania. I'm the owner of Martin's Notary Services, which is my notary business. Um, I also invest in real estate on the side. Hope to, you know, make that my full-time feng shui one day. I really, really love real estate, but being a notary is what actually helped groom my love for real estate. Um, so forever grateful for that. Um, and then how I got started. So um, essentially I just needed a side hustle. Long story short, I needed a side hustle. Um, and I was looking for something that was flexible. And so that's what kind of got on YouTube, did the whole search. That's what drew me to it. And it just so happened I'm learning now that I got in at the perfect time because when, when COVID and everything happened, interest rates were so low um, that being a loan signing agent literally became like a full-time gig essentially for almost two years. Um, so I transitioned from just a regular notary public to being a loan signing agent. Um, and I just kind of ran with it. And that, here we are. Yeah, I know. I was saying, yeah, COVID, I mean, interest rates were like, like 1.8. Oh, yes. And now that I understand real estate, I, I get it. Like that was really a once in a lifetime thing. Like, and I'm so grateful that I got in when I did, but that was definitely a great time. Definitely was. Yeah. I, my phone was ringing off the hook, like literally every single day. It was more business than, than I could handle for sure. Yep. And that's when you start outsourcing. Facts. 
So, you know, during the time frame, uh, what was like, what was that experience like for you as far as like into the business? What were some of those like earlier challenges that you that you faced? Absolutely. So, I mean, so this was my first business ever, right? So you can understand I, it was a lot, it was a lot. And yet you don't understand how much it is um, until you're actually in it because people think that running a business is just doing the actual service in itself, but having a good established business is literally everything else you do outside of the actual acts. So for us, it's actually notarizing documents. There's bookkeeping, there's customer service, there's speaking with people. There's so many different things. Um, So I would say I mean, with me, it was it was just a continuing learning process. I ne- I tried to never tell my, I don't know everything, right? I always tried to ask as many questions as possible and seek people who either have done what we're doing or are successful at what we're doing. And I think that's what really kind of helped me along my way. But it's definitely been a journey. Um, I love it. I love being a business owner. But the biggest thing I can tell everybody is you don't know everything and just to continue to learn, continue to want to learn. Actually, yeah, because uh, business, you know, it's something new that's changing every single day. You that's definitely got to be on top of the game, right? And things happen. No, that's a fact. So just uh, just to rewind a bit, now, you, your first business that you started now, do you come from a family, uh, like a background, like family of entrepreneurs, was moms or pops or any of them businesses, or, or are you pretty much just a trailblazer in the family? Yeah, no, I would say, well, okay, let me say this. So my dad, he does he does insurance. And at one point in time, he did own um, his own Allstate um, company, right, which is his own franchise, essentially, and he sold it. Um, so I get he did start it. Um, but I would, my parents never really, they never forced anything upon us. Like, it was never like, you know, entrepreneurship versus W2, whatever the case may be. Um, so I kind of found it by myself because I wanted a career for the longest so I kind of just found it by myself and it's crazy because my brother ended up doing the same thing he graduated college he is a full-time real estate um investor now so it's something like I, it was there but it was never really talked about in our childhood but now it just kind of happened definitely just kind of happened that's pretty dope so like I said your, your, your dad my mom's had their own business but they didn't really force that upon you and I think right. that's kind of so they just kind of just let you guys just find your own way Exactly, exactly. And have supported us um, in everything that we've done, because we've touched a lot of different, you know, jobs and careers, maybe I'll do this and just let us find our way. I think that's pretty dope, because I know, uh, I know there's some points, I'm I'm really very uh, hard, I'm not very hard, but I'm really into entrepreneurship. And I had those conversations, like with my daughters, like, oh, you're gonna be a business owner when you grow up and then she, yeah, but I've come to realize that, you know, something, I mean, that's something that she want to do. She tells me all the right. time, like, oh, I want to be a nurse. I want to do that. Right. And it sense, it's like, ah, I want you to do your own thing. But at the same time, you know, I can't put off what I want on my daughter at the end or my right. kids, what they want to do with their life is what they want to do. Only thing I could do on my end is to be there, but be, uh, be the, uh, the biggest supporter in whatever that they're trying to do. Right. And they'll find it on their own. I feel like everybody will. I don't care what career you do. There's always a business side to everything. I used to want to go into medicine. um, And then I learned that, you know, there's doctors, but then there's people who just run the hospital, who own the hospital, who own the building. So there's so many components of it. Um, And I think that's something that you'll definitely be able to help her with as she goes. Definitely. That's a fact. That's a fact. So when you did make that decision to, like I said, venture off into entrepreneurship, like, was that conversation like with your parents as far as you making that decision? Were they a little skeptical? Were they were full, uh, on board completely? Or what was it like? 
No, my mom was cool with it. She was just like, she was just like, do what you have to do. Honestly, the only thing she kept bugging me about was paying taxes. Like she was just <laughs> like, you making all that money, you need to go pay your taxes. So I was just like, okay, but no. And I've switched like what I wanted to do probably at least like six times in the past two years. So no, she's just as long as you're happy, you don't hate your life. I'm cool with it. So I think that's a natural part of the process, though, that you want to you just find different things that you want to get into. And I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's more of a why well, I'm going to call it. I don't. Well, I'm going to accuse you of having shiny, shiny uh, object syndrome because you actually do the business and you also venture off to other things and you're actually doing. It. But I think that's just something. I think that's just a natural part of the process. Like, you don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over. You might right. find something new that, or you're passionate about and you want to get into that. Right. And I think, yeah, you just, I don't know. Life is about, um, how do I phrase this? Like just exploring new things. Cause you can think that you want to do something and then you start to do it. And it's like, you know what, actually I don't really like this. Like a funny story that I had with somebody was, um, especially just about medicine in general, you know, how you say, Oh, I want to help save people's lives. And I want to help them until you like actually get into the role and you realize one, they don't pay you well Two, you're treated like crap, especially in areas that actually do need the help. And the big bucks are an area where, where the money is, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I don't know. I just, I don't know. Explore, explore as much as you can. And then that's the other thing. I feel like as a student athlete, we don't really like, you don't get to explore things, right? All we know is our sport. So you don't have time to go get a little side job and see if this interests you or whatever the case may be. So after I graduated, that's when it was like, okay, let me learn about this and see if I could end up doing this and so forth and so forth. Where'd you graduate from? Temple University. It's in Philly. You're in Cali. Yeah, shout out to Temple. Turn me up. It's like (laughs) only I think only uh, I think who do I know from Temple? I think John Chaney is probably the only I know that the coach she was there for a minute. I probably that's the at the extent I know about Temple. Uh I mean talk about that experience. What was that like? Uh because I haven't I haven't did a that I haven't had that experience, you know, going I mean I did go to college, but it's like eight degrees justice. No, you cool. I mean, honestly, I'll be the first one to tell people you don't need college. Like, you don't. You really don't. I mean, it's it's good for networking and meeting people, and it looks good. But the same person who um, doesn't go to college could get a same the same job that's for somebody who did. So, but it was a to answer your question, it was a good experience. Of course, um, met, met a lot of people. I still talk to pe- those people to this day. Um. It was fun. I sacrificed a lot. I'll tell you that much, but it was definitely worth it. I wouldn't have traded for anything in the world. So, but you, you was hooping, right? I was hooping. I was doing something. We're going to call it that. <laughs> I mean, hey, you got you got a D1 scholarship, so I, I ain't mad at that. Yeah, no, it's a blessing. And that's what I say in those regards. I feel like if you know what you want to do, um, like if you if you play a sport or like if you know you want to be a doctor, lawyer, things that actually require a degree, absolutely. But for like other things, I, for what we're doing now, you don't need a degree at all. Like yeah. even to work in title insurance, you don't need a degree. To buy property, you don't need a degree. It's so many things you don't need it for, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And to think I was going to go to school for 11 more years. Whoo, child. Really? Yeah, because I wanted to be a doctor. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Uh, yeah, yes. school that long? Yes. And then after I finished undergrad, I did two more years at um, this school called Drexel. 
I got mm-hmm. something called my postback. So I had to do two years of like all sciences. So imagine taking like chemistry, biochemistry, physics. It was crazy. And then life happened. Ooh. I can't yeah. imagine school for 10 more years. I mean, but that's, I mean, that's the sacrifice someone willing to take, right? That's, whew. I can't imagine that. But you know what's crazy? Yeah, I didn't realize. I thought you just go to school for five or six years. No, heck no. Well, okay. Yes, medical school is four years, but you have to, you can't, um, you can't practice medicine without something called your residency, right? Just because you're just with anything else, just because you can pass a test doesn't mean you're going to be good with actual people. So you got to go through something called residency and then you um, actually are able to start practicing. Okay. Yeah. So what was that? What was that uh, like that defining decision where you say, you know what, maybe this may not be for me. I want to pursue it. This is, I, I want to you know, pursue uh, another venture. What is, I, mean, I assume that's probably what led until you get into the notary business. Facts. Uh, I read, read books. I read books. So I moved to Florida for a year. It was terrible. I lived with my parents. It was horrible. I loved them. But, you know, when you you grown, I'm grown. So I was babysitting this family um and they were let's just say they were very well off and like they have books like all over their house right and I used to babysit their kids so I just started reading the books in the house and then I did the whole I read Rich Dad Poor Dad first chapter four so important and then I started reading and then I read Rich B-I-T-C-H that changed my life um and then I started learning about other ways to make money outside of what I thought it was um and then I was like yeah no and then also I met, I met a couple of physicians They're They were miserable. Like, and they'll tell you, like, if you aren't like, if med, I don't know if like, this isn't your only option through medicine, then choose something else. Cause it's a million ways to make money. And then that's when I started to look into that, learned about real estate. And I was like, yeah, nah, I'm good. I'm cool. And it's been only cracking ever since. That's what's up. It's, man. it's been something. It's been a, it's been a roller coaster. But it's good. Everything happens for a reason, though, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think nothing is a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason, and then that's the result. I mean, look where you're at now. I mean, you're doing some really great things. And so, I mean, like I said, everything happens for a reason. So, you know, just uh, fast forwarding, going into the notary business. Now, like I said, I know you do loan closings as well. Like, have you done anything else outside of that? Have you gone into, like, the general notary work, apostilles, or fingerprinting, or any of those services? So, so I started, so when I first started, technically, I just went full-fledged loan signing agent. Of course, that's where the money is. Mm -hmm. But simultaneously, I did, like, my first appointment ever was general notary work off my Google business page. So I did both simultaneously, and I still do. Um, Now, in regards to, actually, what's crazy is I bought a fingerprinting course, never, I I took it, but I never used it, because I was like, this is too much. Like, it's, I don't know, I feel as though, it's, it was just too much for my business model. Like if I'm going to, if my niche is going to be loan signings, I was like, let me just stick to that because it works well with general notary work. Um, and I haven't touched anything else, apostles, wedding, officiating, nothing. Why? I just, it's, I don't know with me. I feel like your, your business is more successful when you like, you're good at one thing, like you're known for something. So then people always come to you for that. I feel like this froze definitely froze he gonna be pissed hi Alejandro. hello so we had a slight technical issue y'all apologies <laughs> for that 
apologies for that. So I know, uh, like I said, one of the first questions I asked before we had that issue was, like I, said, I know you do, um, you do loan closings. We know that for sure. But I was also asking, do you do any provide any other services outside of uh, loan closings as well? Right. So nope, just loan, just loan closings in general. No, do work. I I took a course on fingerprinting, but I never did it, only because I just feel like it's just better to be good at what you're good at, if that makes sense. So I really like to just specialize on what it is that I know, because people call me all the time about I-9s and apostilles and even, I don't even do car titles. So, but it's nice like to say like, no, I don't do that. But then it's like, I'm known as the notary as like real estate, specifically real estate or like little small documents. I think that's important to just focus on one thing focus on that one thing and one thing only you know Andre Hatcher he's a real believer in like on mastery and I think sometimes you know we get so caught up in hearing about these specific services and how we can run up a bag doing it then we that takes our that takes our attention away from working on what's what got us here initially right because right. once you try so once you focus on another service then you got to start all over again Right, you gotta focus right. on how to get better at the process, how to get better at fingerprinting, getting you gotta better learn at the process. Right. You gotta learn the actual craft and then you have to learn like who it is that you need to market to because it's different audiences. Yeah. And once you spread you could you could definitely spread yourself too thin and then everything just kind of runs into each other. Um yeah. it's like even with fingerprinting, I just I don't know, like if I'm going to be doing fingerprinting, I feel like that's what I need to focus on because it's those materials, those supplies, those appointments, etc. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, that's a fact yeah I, I got caught up in that space I was like oh I'm gonna do postils I think I, we all do you know like yeah. you want to like maximize um but I feel as though if 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 any way I was to do that it would have to be from like a more so company standpoint where mm -hmm. like everything would be delegated in yeah. a certain area and just find people who are good at the craft and then delegate the appointments to them. I couldn't actually be the physical notary anymore. I would have to just run operations. So maybe one day, um, I kind of want a title company now. We'll see. Cause that, cause I've seen like you can within the title company, you can have multiple different things. Like I was at a title company. They had a home care health agency, fingerprinting, the actual, like, um, of course, like loan closings and stuff like that. So like, it was crazy, which is smart because you can do it. Talk about that. Let's talk about that. Cause I, I heard you, you're actually the first person I've actually heard that said they want to actually launch a title company. And I yeah. think it's really interesting because from another perspective, it's always been, they want to be the ones to work with the title company, right? Getting get into that rotation of notaries, whether it's for escrow or just their assistant, but you actually want to be the one that starts the title company. I mean, talk about the reason why you wanted to get space. I mean, I don't know. My philosophy is ownership, right? And, and delegation, right? I don't really, like, yes, I want to be good in my craft, um, but... I, I prefer like delegation is where where it truly is and from a notary perspective right we get our assignments from title companies right mm -hmm. why not be the one providing other people with the same thing and using your leverage your network because that's all we're doing as notaries right we're building networks we work with realtors and loan officers and all these people so we know all these people um because I, I know you do like a lot of people ask me questions about real estate all the time and it's like I know all of these people why not have a business where everybody's going to touch real estate at some point in their time. Why not to have the option for them to come work here? Right. I'm right. able to offer jobs and I, let me not even take all the credit. Keisha, I always talk about her of where I am now. She it's her. 
like seeing what she's been able to do like listen referring when i say every single realtor especially minorities everybody goes to her that office is busy 24 7 they get like 20 orders a day it's crazy so it's like why not be in the same you know the same position um to be just be able to provide that and it's not common right nine times out of ten when you walk into a title company it's not going to be minority owned and it's probably less than that definitely less than that um it's quick quick abstract right it is quick abstract Shout out to Quick Abstract. I, yeah, I follow them on IG. Now they always, this seems like always. they always working. They always posting photos of someone that's close yep. on the property, always. And I've seen you on there a few times as well. <laughs> okay. And it's a good experience. It's a good experience, especially for Black people in real estate. But more importantly, it's like, it's good customer service. It's clean. It's a vibe. Yeah. It's just, it's professional. It's really good. It's really good. It seemed like the some of the big like real estate like Philly real estate investors they go through there to get, they close their deals as well. Even um I don't know if you know him but from Earn Your Leisure Earn Your Leisure excuse me MG the mortgage guy he closed yeah. there so they all closed like that's the place to be it's black owned and operated the entire staff is one hundred and ten percent black. That's dope. Man. Why don't have more of that? Well, because, well, one, Black people don't know about title insurance. We yeah. barely know about real estate because nobody teaches us it. And it's it's barriers to get in. Like, speak like just speaking with Keisha and everything that she went through to even obtain a title company, it, it's a lot, right? And in order to get it, I don't, don't quote me on this, but you need somebody to help you get in the door because yeah. you have to work with underwriters like Fidelity and First American, things of that nature. So you need somebody to help, like, mentor you and help you essentially so i think that barrier is tough just getting in the door yeah we need I, yeah we're going to yeah i'm going to somehow get, get her on the show man because i definitely want to hear more of her story of how she got into that space because like i've said, been meaning to interview her she goes she she been she keeps telling me like just just set it up but i feel like with her i need to sit down do it in person i need to have a big it needs to be a thing because she's a yeah. she's a very important person very important no, she, no i mean yeah just from listening to you now yeah she, she's very important because like i said i mean i'm thinking like offhand the only i mean the largest title companies that you always hear about is either first american or fidelity and even like the independent like even the small independent title companies i don't think any of them are black owned or anything of that nature for the most part like i don't really see too many of us that's in that space because we don't know about it we don't know about it. And that's the other thing that pisses me off about college is like y'all teaching me all this other mosaics and Socrates and Y equals MX plus B, but you don't hear a lick of anything about things that actually matter, right? Imagine yeah. if you could get your degree in real estate or if you could get your degree in title, like, or a minor in title insurance, the things you would be able to do coming out of college, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's just that, that, barrier but it's closing surely but slowly i feel like more people are, you know with early leisure and we have more outlets people are learning because i know i am yeah more and more and more of that information is coming out you know and i think it's i think that's really dope because like i said that's just something that wasn't that i, mean, I wasn't privy to that type of knowledge back then it was again i mean <laughs> folks going to school for philosophy or for the arts and then when you look at the salary ranges for those for those degrees, it's like nowhere close to six figures. But yeah, oh, we're spending over fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year to get that education. So it, it's something that added up. It's highway robbery. It's highway robbery. 
doesn't make sense at all. So just transitioning, uh, but I appreciate you for sharing that because, like I said, you are the very first person I ever heard that said they want to, especially black person, say they want to launch a, a, a title company. Maybe we'll see. Uh, maybe, but the idea is there. I wouldn't. I would never be a broker. I don't think I would ever do anything of that nature. But mm -hmm. with that, that's a business model that you can actually build and step away from, which I appreciate because that's what I yeah. want. If I ever grow another business, it needs to like this. I feel like I can't really delegate it because I have to be the notary. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could, but you know, it's still that liability. It's always a liability. But with title insurance, it's just you could build, and then if you get a brick and mortar, like it's just so much you could do with it. Yeah, we, we, we need you to launch that notary agency. Child, we gonna try. <laughs> try, y'all. I'll put it out there. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know. It ain't for everybody. Yeah, some of these notaries, yeah, they'll, ooh, man, I can, and yeah, that's, yeah. And I know myself, like, I get annoyed quick. I get annoyed quick, and I'd rather just do it myself and just Amy. handle what I need to handle, Yeah. Same here. I feel like same exact way. I'm gonna do a Patreon episode about that one of these days. You should public, yeah, because I mean I got a whole lot, whole lot of spicy talk for that episode. Cause yeah, some of these notaries be trying it, but you know. But I mean, you know, it's ups and downs in business. You know, you know, it's not it's not always gonna be peaches and cream. It just comes with the territory. It's just a matter of um just your personality and what do you want to accept or what do you not want to accept, right? right. So, absolutely. But uh, yeah, let's transition in. Um, oh, like I said, uh, before I make the transition to, to real estate, watch a YouTube channel. I don't even, I don't know how to talk about that. Where did that come from? Because I'm looking at your YouTube. I know you got damn near probably what, close to 30,000 uh, subscribers at this point, I would assume. Mm -hmm. I'm right in the middle. I haven't, I haven't really been on it like that, but yeah. yes. But I mean, but you have a pretty like, I mean, you have a large subscriber base. I mean, at least compared to me, you know, I'm just on, on the outside looking in. I checked out your content and a lot of the majority of your content is really dope. And you really give a lot of like valuable information. What what made you decide to go and, you know, venture into the YouTube route and just start getting that content out there? Like what was the inspiration behind that? Right. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and, um... Well, okay, let me not money, of course, right? Because it's another stream of income. But also, like, when I started it, I feel as though there was nobody. I don't know. Everybody was boring. Like, right, notary is boring as is, but I feel like you can, you you know what I'm saying? And and also, people withhold a lot of information. Like, they, you know how you watch those YouTube videos and you, you didn't learn anything? I hated that, right? And so yeah. when we were starting, I feel like, you know, because orders were coming in and it was so much going on. So it was just like, let me just document the journey. And I tell people that all the time. Like, I feel as though if you're going to make a channel, you just need to be yourself and I don't know, just provide information. Like, don't feel as though if you withhold, don't try to withhold so much information just for another gimmick, if that makes sense. And I think you can attest to that because you, you'll get on live every single day and teach people all the things in the world. Some people won't because it's like, oh, I'm going to send you this link for this book. And that's just not how it works, unfortunately. Right. Um, but I love YouTube. It's a great stream of income. And then yeah. um, it's just a great way to just teach people anything. Right. And it's free. Yeah. It's free to others. Right. So and it, it could lead to whatever you want, because that's how I was able to basically do everything. That's where that's where all the online stuff started from. I had YouTube before Instagram. Yeah. And then That's it just cool. kind of blew up. 
And I think that, I mean, I think you touched on a really important point. Like most folks, they want to, they want, they want to get your attention for like for a quick second, want to give you the bare minimum, but then they do the, to purchase their product, their books and everything. Right. And um, that's not how you're supposed to do it. Which is annoying. You have to put yourself in like the shoes of the consumer. If somebody is just now starting, there's already going to be a major startup cost. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to show people why you're valuable just because you say, you know, something does not prove anything. So that's why I mm -hmm. tell people like, show what you know, show your, how valuable you are. And then, mm -hmm. you know, branch off into other things based on what the audience wants. Right. Yeah. The, the, the audience got to trust you. <laughs> yeah they, they don't do. trust you <laughs> they're not buying it, nothing it, from at you. all at all at yeah, all you gotta, you gotta give away a lot of weight gotta give a lot of stuff away for free even stuff even the stuff that's already inside your books or your course you still gotta give right. away for you free. still because honestly no matter how many times you say it people get different messages different ways yeah. where you I, I could say the same thing a million times put it in a book they're like oh i finally get it now whatever cool long as you got the message thanks so I know you were saying you was kind of uh, slowing down a bit on YouTube or are you are you ramping? Are you going getting back into it as far as ramping things up or are you just taking it one day at a time? Um, Probably not. Only because like I'm just I'm over it, to be honest. Like it's it, one, it's a lot of work. Like and, and I feel as though in order to put out like good quality videos where I'm not just rambling, I have to do my due diligence of making lists of exactly what I'm going to talk about, what points I'm going to talk about, et cetera, et cetera. And honestly, I just need a break from it because I'm really, I've never been a social media person. And I tell people this all the time. When I started YouTube, I didn't think it was, I, my goal was like to have a thousand subscribers in like a year. And that happened in like, I think like 20 days. So, because most times it takes a long time for people's YouTube channel to get populated. So it was just a lot really fast. Yeah. And I, like I said, I don't, I'm not gonna say I don't like people, but I'm not really, I'm cool off social media because it's all a facade to me, right? Yeah. So if anything, I probably like make one video a month or maybe two videos a month, but that's it. Yeah. And they're gonna be short. Nothing crazy. Like I used to be putting out like three, four videos a week. Yeah. Not anymore. It's just a lot. I don't know. You built a solid foundation enough to where you can say, you know what, I can do one video a week and be cool with that. So well, that's that's my plan. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would like to do one a week, but realistically, I don't know. I, and I just don't be feeling like it anymore because I don't know. I feel regarding the notary business <laughs> in this moment, I feel as though I've said everything I needed to say. Like everything in regards to the notary business mm -hmm. is out there. If anything, maybe providing updates on the market and then my personal projects. But outside of that, I'm just chilling for a little bit. I can dig that. I can dig that. Sorry, y'all. I, I get messages every day. When are you going <laughs> to post another video? <laughs> I don't feel like it. Right, yeah, yeah tapped in they, they they hungry for that content so i could i mean like i said that's how a majority of people found out about me was like through, through your uh through that video so oh, really you know it's funny about that video? yeah like what <laughs> the majority of people found out about me through you it's funny because after you dropped that video i had so many people call me that's good like, oh, I was like, oh, can I sign up with your signing service? Oh, I, I saw your video. I, I didn't know you was out here and I didn't even know you had a signing service and everything. So I was like, it's it not something I was accustomed to. Cause I mean, I'm, I, I think we're kind of similar as far as I'm not really a social media person like that. Outside of like promoting my stuff, like the right. If I ain't making no money, I'm not trying to, yeah. I ain't trying to do all that. 
right? and then it gets like it's just it's too much like it's just too much people feel like they know you then they they start yeah. talking crazy and then if i say something back it's not professional so it's yeah. just like nah i'm cool yeah, it's like a thin, it's like it's like a thin line. Cause at the end of the day, like I said, we are we still business owners at the end Absolutely. of the day. We're not gonna do anything that's gonna jeopardize jeopardize our business, right? And I feel uh, like I'm in my executing phase as well. That's the other reason why I'm not really worried about YouTube. Cause I'm telling you, like, I'm it's cool money. Like it's the videos sit there, people still watch them. I get my little check, I'm cool. So it's like, yeah, but I don't. I don't know. At first, I used to want like, you know, that to be my main source of income. But then I realized like how much time it goes into it. And it's just a lot. And I'd rather just build something else where I'm not relying solely on that. Because with social media, I feel like in order to continue that stream, those streams, you have to stay relevant, which means you have to constantly be online. And I hate I don't like social media. Like yeah. You got to be live. You got to post every day. Like I, that's not for me. So I was just like, let me transition to y'all go get a couple videos a month. Yeah. Here you go. And there you go. Is it part of it too where like I said, I don't not 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 in regards to like the relevance, but do you feel like a part of it too was like, okay, you just don't want to be on there just to be talking, just to talking. Like do you actually want to actually be able to give real value, give real information instead of just regurgitating the same information over and over again? Um, um, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yes and no, only because like, I don't mind helping people, but yeah. I can't stand when people waste my time. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't have me repeating the same information. And one, you're not going to do what I'm telling you to do. You're not going to even try and execute. And three, you're going to have, so you're going to have, I think two or three, I don't know, but you're going to have an excuse for everything. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of what irritates me. Like, even with the mentorship group, that's why it just, it becomes a lot. Cause it's like, y'all are wasting my time not everybody of yeah. course but those the, those that do it's just like I'm, I'm cool off it but then like I said also I just I don't know I don't really like people in my business and I feel like no matter what I post about on it they still feel like they know me and I don't like that yeah. and well let me not I don't know referring you I don't know if people recognize you in public but people like recognize me in public and I hate it I'm not there yet <laughs> I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yo, I definitely feel you on that. That's uh, yeah, I don't want to be famous. I don't want. I mean, it's cool to be known. That. Like it's cool to be known. Like somebody knows who I am, but I, I, I wouldn't want to get flagged down. And be like, oh, you, you stamper, yes. right? Yes, and I'll and be in the like, most yeah, random places. <laughs> like, mm -mm. like yesterday, I was somewhere. He was like, I know you. I'm like, okay, like, and I had to fake like I was on the phone. He <laughs> gonna see this? Oh well because <laughs> it's just like you just i don't know like i'm still a person and i don't want you to run up to me you know yeah so i'm just chilling i'm just i'm processing but more so i'm executing like now that i'm involved with real estate like that takes a lot of my time yeah. and i don't have time to be emotionally worried about social media when i have like real things going on like yesterday somebody stole our lumber from the construction site damn right so it's like I'd rather be putting my energy and efforts towards that as opposed to worrying about other like online stuff. Cause that's, that's really where my money going to come from. Yeah. Like, like long-term money, not yeah. the short check here and there. So. Yeah. You got, you got real problems to deal with. Simple as that. Okay. Real problems. Um, okay. Yeah. That online stuff. I mean, like I said, it's cool. It's there. I mean, it's not really going nowhere anyway. <laughs> so like, we live in a digital age where everything we pretty much do is right. 
like i know i know if i know if next month i decided to like be active on tiktok and youtube i would be fine but i'm cool i'm just cool i can respect that i think that a lot yeah yeah i'm waiting for that moment yeah somebody to flag me down but hey i know you from somewhere where i know you from <laughs> you gonna lie at first it's just like oh this is cool but then it's just like people you know and people are people are crazy you know it's funny uh obviously you know charles uh top mm-hmm. Billy. Mm-hmm. we was on the uh mastermind call the other day and he had somebody that flagged it i was like hey you the options guy i was like oh that's kind of funny to have someone flag you down in the middle of the mastermind meeting and sure enough he's like hey can i get a testimonial real quick <laughs> Oh my goodness. I haven't talked to him in so long. Yeah, man. Yeah, you gotta tap in. We yeah, we meet every morning. You gotta tap in with no, not, no, 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 not every. I can't do that. I'm telling you, I'm really in my like execute. It's bag season. Like I just been, I don't I don't really even listen to podcasts like that anymore because I feel like I'm at a plateau where it's like I know what I need to do. I just gotta go go do it now. Yeah. So that's what I've been trying to just stay locked in and loaded. Cause that's the other thing, podcasts wear me out. Yeah. I listen to podcasts probably for years straight now. I don't listen to any. I mean, like, I mean, you, I mean, you got enough information to where, like you say, you pretty much Actually, know what you, you want to do. do with this. Yeah, yeah, you know what you got to do. You just got to do it. I like that. The execution stage. That's my favorite word. I don't like excuses. Let's get it done. Fact. Now I'm with you on that one. But yeah, if I get flat down in public, yeah, just make sure whoever watching is, I'm, I am going to ask for a testimony because I need those. Okay, Charles. I got to ask for it. I mean, hey, people buy, hey, man, when people see you got testimonials, they they be willing to buy in. You they know, the do. Product, the product, product got to be able to speak for itself. So, but if it ain't about the product, uh, I'm going to keep it pushing, you know, because like Thank I said, I, you know, like I said, I'm a people person, but I'm not that type of person where it's like, oh, we buddy, buddy, and all you like that. It's like, nah, I'm really right. a private person in general, so. But fast forward that, that was pretty dope stack segue. Um, going into the real estate side, um, goodbye. How, how you? I mean, obviously, you know, with loan closes, you are you involved in you know, uh, on the mortgage side as far as folks purchasing homes, selling homes. You getting you in tune with the closing documents. Talk about how you eventually got into the to the real estate investing space and you capitalizing on buying land and having a long term vision for what you want for your uh, real estate portfolio. Right. So I think it's just a combination of like, like I said, listen to podcasts all last year, books, and then just speaking with people. Um, and then more importantly, just sitting at the table with people like, right, you close, if I close, I don't know, maybe 50 deals in a month, which was realistic during um, COVID, you meet a lot of people. And here in Philly, you, there's a lot of investors, like more than, nor- it's because our, our rules are a little bit, they're strict, but it's good for investors. That's all I'm going to say. So we have a lot of wholesalers and we have a lot of people who do fix and flips, et cetera, et cetera, buy everything. So I've met a lot of investors along my way. And when you see, like, you know, we're mobiles, right? So we go to their house, you see their house, you see how they're living. It's two o'clock on a Wednesday and they're at the pool about to sign documents and jump in. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like they're 60 and gray. They're like, 40 I even met a guy who was 39 all through real estate so I think that's what kind of solidified what I had read in books and things and even Aisha Selden I love her she's she's from Philly and she she's in like Cali somewhere now just living her best life um so just seeing that how realistic it is because you know we work so hard we want to get somewhere in life 
um and then just connecting with the right people so even though I'm a private person I'm very big on like networking and and Mm -hmm. like meeting with the right people right um so I everybody that is helping me now through real estate I've met from my notary business whether it's been a networking event at a closing at a title company and I think just building that um list of people even my realtor right just building that list of people in those relationships um and then just taking the next step and then being smart with your money right you everybody says they want to do this they want to do that but like when I say I don't buy nothing I don't buy anything that was bad English but I don't buy anything right I save all my money right because you can that stuff's not going anywhere but I don't think unfortunately people people aren't willing to do that right they want the shiny objects they want everything now they want the nice cars they want this they want all that stuff but it's like that stuff isn't going anywhere and you're still living in an apartment yeah right so it's like use that same money sacrifice do what you need to do go get something that can pay for everything else and do what you got to do so that's where the light bulb kind of went off um and then like I said I think I just capitalized um on like everything that was happening during COVID right because I think I was talking to you or somebody else the guy who made like 200,000 and and has nothing to show for it that's crazy to me that's great. There's no way I'm touching that much money and I don't have anything to show for it. How? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I... That's real. Sheesh. I probably said at least 70% of everything I made last year. And I and I just put like half of it in the stock market and then the other half I invested in real estate. Because I knew that was a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? That money's not normal. So now it's like, you just, you flip it. Yeah. And you just keep going. Just keep going. I, I got to commend you on just having a discipline, right? And, you know, because like I said, people, you know, when they get on the run, they'll have you fooled. They'll have you thinking like, oh, this is going to last forever. We good. We up. <laughs> but, you know, as we, as we come to it find doesn't out. Rain, it does not rain forever. And I think once I real like, I'm not going to lie, when I first started my business I, and everybody was so like, oh, because I didn't even understand interest rates and how the market goes. So I'm like, oh, no, y'all just being negative, you know, dot, dot, dot. But then I started doing my research and started talking to the right people. And I'm like, oh, no, this is this is not normal. Right. So why right now, while we're, you know, making all this money, we got all the closings in the world. You got to you got to be thinking of your not exit strategy, but what's next. Right. Because that it does not rain forever Thanks. at all. Thanks. So I know you're a, a landowner as well. Talk about what was what was that experience like to to be at the closing table and know you are you officially about to close on, on a piece of land? You're gonna add that to your portfolio, right? I mean, it's it's dope, man. Like I feel, you know, that's something that we all I feel like should aspire for, of course. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know, you just I worked my butt off last year, so seeing it seeing it actually like come together, um, a great experience, great experience, definitely. What do you attribute your your patience to? Where do you say you get your patience from? Because that's one thing I've been noticing throughout this conversation. Like, just obviously the discipline shows for itself, your patience and just waiting for that right opportunity. And when it does present itself, you jump right on it. Like, you're not wasting no time. Read that too. Right. I would, my mother, my mommy is so, like, I don't, you could say, the sky is falling and Jesus is coming home tomorrow. She is not going to panic. She's just going to take a take a second back, um, not be impulsive. So I would say her just 
kind of follow in her footsteps because even though she's never really been into like the entrepreneurship like business standpoint um she's she's still been through a lot is what I'm gonna say like she's conquered a lot and where she is is phenomenal um and just seeing just seeing how she operates and seeing that it works right I'm really big on not reinventing the wheel and when you talk to successful people nine times out of ten one of the major things that they've had to learn is discipline and patience and so that, and that's my other thing. I read a book. Um, it was something like this guy who basically studied millionaires. And one thing that they all had in common was patience and discipline. Cause you have to understand like, it, you know, if somebody gives you a hundred thousand dollars tomorrow and you never seen that type of money, you're going to blow it. Yeah. As opposed to if you worked your butt off, saved a hundred thousand dollars, you ain't about to just be out here you know buying this buying that so I think just seeing what works and just tr- doing my best to exemplify I'm not perfect I still have my very impulsive moments yeah. um but it's a learning lesson growing pains thanks thanks I know we it's been a great conversation so far I know you're busy I ain't gonna hold you up all day uh one last question before I let you go um I always like to ask this at the end of my at the end of all my uh, episodes where do you see yourself or your business within the next five to ten years um honestly if in five to ten years Martin's notary services probably won't be a thing only because um I will I want to do real estate like I want to do real estate full-time right so I'm in the process of like I have an ongoing project now um and I want to develop I want to continue to develop properties um I even want to like develop a subdivision one day I want to build a hotel one day I want to do real estate like my heart lies in real estate like being a notary is cool but it's they bring the documents to us. We, you know, it's, 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 we're meeting somebody there in the middle, which is no problem at all. Um, but I don't know, real estate is something. And I think I like it so much because it's something that I feel like we were deprived of yeah. in our childhood and in college. And that if you look into it, 90% of, I think, yeah, 90% of self-made millionaires come through real estate. So I would say, I just, I don't know. I just want to be a developer and an investor full-time. And if I get a title company, it'll, it'll be self-run, right? I just want to walk in, look at the numbers, take some pictures and go about my business. So it'll be more so like an investment. Like um, if you're buying a franchise or something like that. But Martin's not, no, that, that that was just like the bridge to give me the capital that I needed to get to where I'm trying. And it still is, it definitely still is, but I don't, it's got like notary is the surface of everything so we'll see martin's investments y'all coming soon Tap something in. investments <laughs> something for sure man. before i let you go man what else do you got cooking up plug everything in where can the people get in touch with you plug where can they where can they tap in for sure um cooking up and I don't really have anything in the works now. I'm trying to get better on YouTube, guys. But on, um, so I guess the main things would be YouTube and TikTok. More so TikTok, because I feel like that's, you know, 30 second videos. I can do that quickly. And it's just my name. So I'm sure you're like plugging in down there somewhere. Um, and then YouTube is always good as well. Those two are kind of simultaneously together. Um, and then that's just where I'm going to post everything as I go. But nothing in the world works now. Like I said, I'm just in my execution phase and I feel like social media can also be a distraction, right? You know, you could go in there to post something about your business. Next thing you know, you're looking at 
something on shade room you know and so that's why i really try to like stay away from it in those regards um so for now just focusing on executing stacking this bread i feel you on that i post yeah. where i gotta post and pew, i'm out of there and that's how it used to be because i used to i really used to post three times a day on instagram i don't know what was wrong with me but no and i I know you do or you post a lot and i commend you because i can't do it anymore i hate being on my phone everything i do is business you don't see me posting no personal stuff if it ain't about business i ain't on there if it ain't about the money don't talk to me facts yeah every every post got a call action call to action That's funny. That's a call to, a call to action on every post. Yeah, you that mastermind paying off because I heard that. Yo, shout, yo, shout out, shout out to the squad. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Bruce, uh, Todd. Shout out to uh, Don Buck. Shout out to everybody inside the mastermind. If ain't a call to action, I ain't gonna see me post nothing. Nothing, nothing at all. Thanks. Other than that, I appreciate you for being my guests on the Stamper Podcast. This is a really, really super dope episode. I like to write, you know, it's always a pleasure to have a good opportunity to talk to you. Always, We always have great conversations. Again, shout out to you for being on the show. Make sure y'all subscribe to the Make sure y'all give us a five-star rating. And until next time, y'all, peace.